morning, everybody. Excited to see y'all this morning. Y'all go ahead and stand with me, if you will, please. Guys, I'm uh, I'm excited about today. I know I know there's there's a lot going on, but one of the things that uh, I'm truly excited about today is is uh, right at the towards the end of worship, we're going to be having baby dedication. Um, man, what an awesome privilege and an honor it is to to be a part of parents' lives, but then as well be a part of children's lives in these moments where they're being dedicated, just, just this moment of thanking God for the gift that children are. So if you're a parent here and you want to have your child dedicated, uh, if you weren't prepared and you have family that you want to be here for it, we're going to have another one coming up here in the spring. But for today, if you're here, we are excited to be able to do that. That'll be right at the end of worship. Uh, some of you may have tried to ditch your kids in the back and not have to deal with them during worship. Uh, but it, you can make your way during the last song out there, get your child, come back on in, and right at the end of the last song, we're going to be uh, just praying to God and thanking Him for the gift that He's given us. But guys, right now, let's worship Him. Let's give Him glory, if you will. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the work that you're doing in and through each and every one of our lives. How, Lord God, even in the storms, even in the unknown, Father, that, that you're still there. You're still the rock upon which we can stand, even, even in the midst of violent waves and storms. Father, I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your love. I thank you for all that you're doing right here in people's lives today, Lord God. And I pray that their eyes, their ears, their hearts would be open to hear your word. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory, the praise, the honor. In the name of your son, we pray. Amen, amen. Come on, guys. Let's worship the Lord God.
a program or anything like that, an organization, we will find our hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I hear an amen? That's where our hope comes from. And the lack of hope is just fed with fear. The fear that they feed us, whoever it is in the world, they want to monopolize on our fear. We're not going to be afraid because we have Jesus in us. Amen. And that's what brings us hope. Hope for a future. We know that he has a plan and a future for our lives and for our children's lives. We're going to be dedicating babies here this morning. And we're going to let them know we will not be afraid. We will not be fearful because we have Jesus. He is the rock on which we stand. And he is our hope. He is our hope. He is our future. And because he is alive, that's what we can look to. We know he is alive. We have hope because he is alive. Amen. You keep hope.
Make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Sing amen.
worship team continues to play, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing our, our baby dedication. Parents, if you're already in here and you have your, fam- your, your children with you, go ahead and y'all start making your way to the front. Uh, I'm gonna have the worship team sing through this one more time. If you need to go get your child still out of nursery, you're welcome to go do that now. Uh, but here in just a second, we're gonna go ahead and, and honor our, our families and their children. And, and guys, what I'm gonna have y'all do is y'all come up here. I'm gonna have y'all actually facing the audience right here along the front. Um, so if y'all will, just go ahead and make your way as the worship team continues to sing this song. Generations, your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. May His presence go before you and behind you, and beside you, all around you, and within you. He is with you, He is with you in the morning. He's for you, 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 he's for you. Guys, if y'all will, let me have y'all come on, come down this way here. I know you're trying to stay out of the spotlight, but be gracious, Lord, turn it. That's awesome. Amen. <laughs> I, uh, I want to read two quick scriptures here before I, I speak. In, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Hold on just a second. Can we fix that in my voice before we keep going? I'm sorry, guys. Give me just a second. Got a little reverb and bass. All right. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Psalms 127 verse 3 says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. In parentheses it says, unless you're holding them in front of the whole church, then it's just going to be a struggle, in parentheses. What a beautiful thing. Children are a gift from the Lord. No caveats, no ifs, ands, or buts. They're set apart by God. 
formed with a purpose and a plan. And yet, how often do we as parents fear for them? We take this gift that God has given us and then feel the weight that they are our responsibility. And so we fret over this world that we're bringing them into. We worry about what the future will look like for them. But in truth, the only responsibility that we have is written in Proverbs 22.6. It says this, Train up a child in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way they should go. Dedicating a child acknowledges our understanding of God's will and his purpose over that child. As parents, we present our children this morning before God asking for, for grace and wisdom in carrying out that responsibility. That responsibility, train up a child in the way that they should go, it's, I believe it's outlined for us in, in Deuteronomy 6. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. We know this is, is the great commandment. Love God, love people. But it continues on. It says, these commandments that I give you are to be upon your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you, when you lie down and when you get up. Our responsibility as parents, as guardians, is to train them to love God and love others. We started talking about love last week and the difference between the earthly love that we typically see and the eternal love that God is. Our responsibility as parents is to show them the love that God has shown us, to teach them to show that same love that God has for them to people around them. Our children are a gift, and they are our responsibility. It's up to us to train them, to instill virtue and honor, and to trust God without fear for his future, his plan, and his hope that he has promised them. Uh, in Matthew and Luke and in Mark, three accounts, three different disciples writing down an account of Jesus. It says this, and they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and he said to them, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And then he took his arms, took them in his arms, and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Guys, if y'all will, I'm, I'm going to pray. If you'll bow your, bow your head, shut your eyes, I want to just pray a blessing over each one of these beautiful children. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for these children, these gifts from the Lord. And for the parents, Lord Jesus, that are instilled, that are trusted, given the responsibility to train them up. Today, Lord God, we pray a blessing upon these children, Father. But also, Lord, we pray your peace upon their parents, their family. That they wouldn't have to fear or worry about what tomorrow holds or what may be coming, Lord Jesus. But instead, that they would recognize and embrace and fall into the love of the Father, to be able to train up these kids in the way that they should go, to instill in them, Father, your love for them. 
I thank you so much for these children, the blessing that they are, the gifts that they are. And Lord God, we trust you without fear for their future, their plan, their hope found in you. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen and amen. Guys, it's a blessing to be able to. Yeah, y'all give them a hand, please. I want to, we've, we've got a, a little gift that we want to give you guys. But y'all go ahead and y'all can be making your way back to your seats. Dude, that outfit is kicking. I like it. Good morning. You all may be seated. Following the worship band is hard on a Sunday morning. Following that level of cuteness is just unfair. Um, the babies, not Corey, just, just for clarification. So thank you all families for bringing your children to be with us today. Thank you for coming to worship with us today. We do want to welcome you, especially if you're a guest today. We thank you for choosing to be with us. We would love the chance just to connect with you, uh, to give you a small gift if you can meet me at the table over here on your way out today just to connect. Another way you can do that is that we have uh, new here cards on the back of the chair in front of you. You can fill one of those out. Just drop it in the offering bucket or box on your way out so we have an opportunity just to connect with you and uh, just let you know that we knew you were here and we were glad you were here and connect with you in that way. You know, I do want to say that I think that one of the greatest gifts uh, for the children that were here and for the parents here today, uh, not only that they are that the children have a godly family at home, but I think it's super important for all of us to remember that a great church family that loves and supports these parents and these kids and understands that we're, we're all family and this is all part of us together to raise up those children, to support those parents and to love on those families. And I think it's great that we have that here and that they are a part of us. So thank you guys for doing that. Do want to thank you also for your faithful giving in this time. Remind you that there are several ways to give. You can give online via text. You can give with the ushers who will be holding our offering buckets at the back during after the service as we're not passing those. We just want to thank you for being part of what God is doing here in our church and our community. God bless you guys. We have a short offering, I mean announcement video today. No offering video. That's all good. And then we'll move on with our service. Thank you guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sea of Paris. Today I have a couple announcements for you. First up is Worship Wednesday. So on Worship Wednesday, we have we usually have communion and a lot of worshiping. This week it starts at 6:30, and we'll and we'll have a lot of fun. So come, so be sure to come. Our last announcement is Easter. Since Easter is coming up and Easter is special, we're gonna do two services. It's gonna be it's gonna be at eight and ten, and be sure to tell everyone to come. I think that's it. Pastor Corey's coming up. And I forgot to turn my mic on. And I forgot how to stop the music. I'm on a roll. The power of love. 
We, uh, we started a, a series last week uh, talking about the power of love. And, and specifically, guys, what we were doing is we were, we were talking about God's love compared to the love that we understand, the love that we know. Because the love that we know, the love that we understand, it's, it's flawed. It's this earthly love. It, it, it's based on reciprocation. It's based on, well, if you will do, a, do something for me, if, if you love me in return, then, then I'll love you. But that's not the love of God. That's not the love that he shows or the love that we're supposed to show others. God is his own, own, own other love. It's, it's this whole separate type of, of love. And today, today what I really hope to do is, we talked about the differences between these two, but, but today I, I want to talk about the power of love, and, and, and in it, what I want to show is, is uh, how God's love is always present. This last week I was talking with someone, and, uh, and they, they said, Corey, it, it honestly feels as if 2021 looked at 2020 and said, hold my beer. Um, and it was, it was hilarious. I laughed. I knew exactly what they were saying. It, it made sense. 2020, it hit us, and, and there were things that happened in our lives that just, it rocked our world. And not just because of, uh, of a pandemic, but, but then all the different things that we started to carry the weight of, relationships, finances, all, all these, the economics of this, and, and, and the weight of even children, what's going to happen for them tomorrow? And then 2021 hit, and there was, and within all of us, this kind of this, this, this idea that, okay, well, hey, whew, wipe the slate clean, let's start over. And, and yet instead, we got Snowmageddon here in Texas. Um, there's just so many things that happen all of the time, and I, I think each and every one of these, it, it, it constantly pulls us from this understanding of, of God's love is, is never failing. We get that. We hear a message. We, we, get, we, we listen to last week's message. Agape versus phileo. This is the difference. All right, I got it. And then Monday hits. And, and it's just like, God, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I trust you. I believe in you. But, but I don't know. People are feeling down, discouraged, worried, anxious, stressed, more so than, than I've ever seen in, in my life. I... I there's a different weight upon people's shoulders. But I do believe in a God who can save, who can deliver, and who can provide. God is faithful. His word tells me that. And, and God is going to help you right where you are, right here, right now. I really believe that you're going to leave today full of the power of his love for you. There's a passage in, in 1 John 4, verse 18 says this. There's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. This love, it's the same love that we described last week. It's this agape love. It's this, it's this love that leans in on him. And when he is in us, it's the same love that we then reciprocate to the world around us. You can trust God with what's going on. With whatever your situation is, with, with whatever circumstance, with whatever storm that you may be riding, that you may be in. He's going to turn it around. 
His word is faithful. His word is true. He, he will turn the circumstance around. And, and whether that's today, tomorrow, or, or years from now, we can all rest in the fact that God is faithful and his love never fails. Come on, do you believe it? God's love is present. That's the power of love. That's the power that then frees me to not be worried or to fear about tomorrow. Uh, today I want to title this message, No Fear in Love. There's no fear in love. Uh, real quick, let, let's, 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 uh, let's pray, with, pray with me if you will real quick. Heavenly Father, God, I, I need you. Lord, I stand here not of any talent or ability I have, Lord God, but solely because of your love in us. Because you first loved us, Father. And, and, and Father, I, I pray that as I speak this morning that the words that I share, Lord Jesus, wouldn't just be uh, innate information, Lord, but so much more that that it would be a practical, uplifting, encouraging word, Father, that people can utilize and, and, and rise up on tomorrow. Father, I thank you for your love. And I thank you that we have no reason to fear when in your love. It's in the name of your son I pray. Amen. Uh, so what I want to do this morning is I want to finish up. Last week we talked about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And I want to finish up that story because where we left it was, was kind of just uh, like Lazarus is sick. What's going to happen? And I just left it there. Um, well, Lazarus dies. There you go. <laughs> Without Jesus, mind you, Jesus decides to stay over in this other town. And Lazarus passes away. But before I wrap up this story, the Lazarus story, I, I want to real quickly show you a few other miracles that Jesus performed that I believe as well it, with this one show us the power of love. This love that, that's always present. If you will, turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 23, I'm going to read. I, I, I want to look at the first miracle. It says this. Now Jesus went through all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. And, and I want to focus on, on that, that last portion there. So paraphrasing, Jesus went healing every disease and every sickness among the people. I, I've told y'all before, I'm, I'm analytical. It's, it's the way God wired me. My mind just immediately goes there. But when I read this, my, my very first thought, my very first impression was really? I mean, come on, really? Like you healed every disease, every sickness? I, in my mind, there should be a caveat again. There should be a, a, a paraphrase. He went and healed every disease and every sickness of, of at least, I mean, the caveat needs to say of at least righteous people. Maybe, maybe, maybe just good people. But that's not what it reads. It doesn't say deserving sick people or good sick people or righteous sick people. It says everyone, every disease and every sickness among the people. 
And in my thoughts on this, in my, in my processing on this, I started to ponder, God, would you then heal hands that would steal? God, I know that you have foreknowledge. You know beginning from end. You stand outside of time. So, so if you're performing a healing, don't you know that some of those hands are going to steal? Or eyes, maybe, maybe the healing of an eyes that would, that would then look down upon others, that would then look just, just belittling towards others. God, would you heal those eyes too? Or feet, feet that would run away from God. Would Jesus heal people that, that would then just literally turn around and walk off, never giving another care or recognition to him? Uh, look, look we're, all, we're, all, we're all confident in saying it's a good thing I'm not God. I think each one of you could say that for yourself. But in my mind, there, there, would, be, there would be like a, a scale of sorts. All right, everybody, line up. We're going to do a healing. <laughs> no, not you. Uh-uh. You don't make the cut. Because I know what you're doing tomorrow with my healing for you. So get. No, 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 not, not you either. <laughs> you want your eyes healed. Sure you do. There would, there would have to be some sort of balance. There would have to be some sort of, of, of God, well, I, I, can't, I can't give them this gift if they're not going to reciprocate. God, I can't, I can't extend to them if they're not going to at least acknowledge even. So in this miracle, we see that Jesus heals bad people. People who, who, who will use their miracle to do bad things. Is it, God, is, is this not wasted love? Tainted. <laughs> I could have had that one pop up, right? Tainted love. Boom, go. God, what, what, why, why? Why would you waste, seemingly waste these miracles? There's another story in, uh, in Luke chapter 17. You see where I am here. Oh, it's already up behind me. Look at that. I skipped ahead. In Luke 17, there's 10 guys that have leprosy. 10 guys, they have leprosy. Jesus sees them, and the scripture tells us, it says, they, they cried out from the depths of their soul. They pleaded, they begged, Jesus, Father, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And scripture then goes on to talk about it's Jesus' love. It says Jesus had compassion on them. Like there was something that switched in his, in his heart. There was a, a, a change, a compassion. And because of that love, because of that love, he, he decides to heal all ten. But in the story we then read is the ten are leaving. Jesus says, go towards the priests. Show them you're clean and, and, then, and then be washed and you'll be good. And as they're going to the priests, every single one of them becomes completely clean. But then one of them, only one of them, turns around and comes back to Jesus and says, thank you. He acknowledges the gift. He acknowledges the gift. Kind of like the first one. Again, again, we all know I'm not God and thank God I'm not God. But, but can we be honest I mean, I'm not just unveiling some sort of terrible heart that I have. Can we be real? If you know that 10 people, you have a gift. It's a life-changing gift. It's something that is going to radically, completely change their world. You give it to them, but you know only one of them is actually going to be thankful for it. 
Only one of them is going to truly appreciate and give, give thanks. Would you still give it? Or would you just kind of like, sorry, nine, here goes the one. And yet Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus says to them all, you're healed. He, he doesn't take away the healing. He, he, so in the first one, we see that he heals bad people, but maybe even more so, he, he, he even heals bad people who are going to take this healing and, and never acknowledge him. What kind of love is this? Is, is this wasted? Coming back to this passage we talked about last week. Jesus is compelled by the note written by Mary and Martha. Lord, the one you love is sick. Jesus comes back down the road with the intent to heal Lazarus, but he waits. He waits. In fact, he waits long enough that Lazarus is dead so that by the time Jesus arrives, Lazarus has been buried for four days. Again, my analytical mind automatically goes to the wise. And, and, and scholars say, and, and I truly believe, in Jewish culture at that time, there was a belief that, that your body could, could still be, you could still come back to life. There could still be a miracle, but it had to be under four days. It was this idea that after four days, your body or your, your spirit is then gone. It's gone on to be with God, and, and it's, it's over. There's no more chance of, of coming back to life. That was their culture. That was what they believed. That was what everyone thought. And so, uh, me personally, I, I truly, truly, truly believe that when Jesus waited, he intently waited to prove to them, to show them the power of his love. That, that look, your beliefs, the things that you think, you think you understand, you don't. I have the power over life and death. They thought death was a finality. That was it. It was over. And yet Jesus was saying so much more, so he waited. He waits and starts making his way back. And, and something to me uh, kind of unfolds that, that, that is, is really, it's really weird. It, it's odd. It, it just, it almost like it, it doesn't fit. Jesus is coming back down the road. And, and remember, he said, he said he's going to heal Lazarus. Uh, in, in verse 4, Jesus said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it's going to happen for the glory of God, so the Son of God will receive glory from all of this. In verse 14, he plainly says it again. Look, he looks at him and he says, guys, look, you think Lazarus is sleeping, but Lazarus is dead. I mean, if that, that's, pretty, that's pretty blatant. It's pretty upfront. Like, there's no confusing what Jesus thinks. Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. He told his disciples that this would not end in death, right? I mean, he knows what he's going there for. He knows what's going to happen. And yet, and yet, look at this scripture with me in verse 35. It says, Jesus wept. He cries. <laughs> Shows emotion in this moment. And I'm thinking, Jesus, look, look, you know, you know, you know you're going to heal. So... So then why are you wasting this emotion? Why would you just take, why, why would you stop to, to cry when you know healing, when you know the good stuff is right around the corner? 
Jesus wept. Why? Why did he weep? He knows he's going to heal Lazarus. Why, why did he weep? Did he, did he waste his tears? Did he, did he waste his healing power on bad people who, who would use their healing to do bad things? Did he, are, are those ungrateful nine lepers, did Jesus waste his power on them? But in, in, in that question, I also have to acknowledge that, that any wasteful act is, is inconsistent with who God's character is. As I, as I read the word of God and I look at everything he does, there's intent, there's purpose behind everything. God doesn't waste anything. There's no oops or, oh, didn't expect that. <laughs> so why does Jesus cry? And, and, and the message I truly feel, I truly believe is, is God cried because his love is always present. God's love is, it's always now. Let me, let me explain that a little better. Again, if I was God, caveats aside, we know. Huh. But if I was God, and I, I knew that tomorrow you were going to do something to hurt me. Today, I'd struggle with giving you a gift. Today, I'd struggle with even wanting to just be around you. Because I anticipate, I know, I know what you're going to do. I, I think a lot of times in life, we, we constantly fear, we constantly think about our past. All the mistakes we've made, the hurts we've gone through, the, the storms we've weathered. We, we look at all of this and then we, we wonder, does God still love me now? But, but more so than that, God sees the future. So, so forget my past mistakes. He knows, he knows the mistake I'm going to make tomorrow. Yes, he, he knows the mistake I, I made yesterday, and, and I regret it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm God, I'm sorry, but, but he, knows, he knows the mistake that I'm, I'm not even asking for forgiveness for because I, I haven't even done it. What kind of love is this? So Lazarus. In mere moments, in mere seconds, he's going to be healed. God's, God's going to do something in, in Lazarus' life, bringing him from dead to life. And, and in fact, it's going to rock and change Mary and Martha's world. Their brother is going to be alive again. Right At this moment, they're hurting, but, but come on, guys. They, there's, they've got to get to the excitement. I, I told you all last week about... Uh, it was 2009, February the 14th, happy Valentine's Day, that my dad passed away. It was February the 17th, 2011, that my mom passed away. Did he? I, I think a lot of times in all of our lives, we've all experienced death in, in, in some way. And, and I can remember... Uh, the hearts of, of so many people, so many loved ones, that they would come up and say, hey, 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 it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Look, man, God's got them. You're going to see them again. They're in a better place. And, and in this situation, too, I, I'm thinking, like, Jesus should walk up and go, okay, Mary, Mary, Martha, Martha, guys, hey, 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 stop crying. Come on, come on. 
I've got something to show you. No, 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 no. Hey, 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 settle down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be better. Come on, come with me. Stop crying. It's okay. But in, in remembering every time that somebody said that to me, In my own mind, I, I knew, I knew, I know I'm going to see him in heaven. I know that, I know that one day, whatever. And, and I, I'm not going to argue all the logistics of what heaven is or isn't and all that. I, look, okay, God's got him. That's great. But, but right now, I miss him. Right now, I hurt. Right now, I don't need you to tell me it's going to be better tomorrow. Right now, I just need to hurt. Is that okay? The pain's real. Who, who is this God who even though knowing he's mere moments from saving Lazarus' life, but before he does, he has such, such extraordinary empathy, such, such love for humanity, even in our pain, that he takes the time to cry with us. I, I don't know that we always understand the power of love. The power of his love. How extraordinary our God is. We get these pictures that, that well, God's on his throne up in heaven, and it's a place that one day I'm going to get to go. But, but that's who he is there, far away. Like, 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 like he's some, some God who, who doesn't really know my plight here. He's, he's some silver spoon-eating, throne-sitting God that just, that just sits up there and, and looks down waiting to judge. Oh, man. This is a God who understands your hurt. He gets your plight. He, he understands the, the pain that you're dealing with. And he, he understands eternity. Yeah, God knows, man. He knows that one day we'll be in eternity together and that, and that we have the hope of heaven and that we ought to hold on to eternal life here and now. Man, we ought to hold on to it. And yet... And yet he also understands that the only context, the only thing that we truly do understand is, is this troubled world that our five senses are constantly acknowledging and seeing. And then in these moments when, when loved ones are gone, I, I, we know, we know that we're only separated temporarily, but the pain, the pain is real, it's deep. It's challenging. And Jesus, he comes to Mary and Martha, and he, he looks at him, and, and what he does is, is he says, let's cry. You're hurting, and, and, and I hurt because I see you hurt. That's God. He knows everything, and yet he'll weep with you now because his love is present. His love is now. His love is here. His love is it's always available. It's always ready. It's, it's not some love that I understand because, because somebody that I thought loved me walked away. It's a love that never will leave. It's never ending. It's always there. God doesn't inflict your past upon you. And, and maybe even greater than, than I than that, which blows my mind in and of itself, but maybe even greater than that, he's not going to inflict my future against me. Right now, here and now, he's, 
His love is here. He'll love you now. He'll, he'll minister to you now. He'll be with you now. Is he, is he wasting his power? Is he wasting those tears? No. No. There's a passage in 1 John. I talked about it at the beginning, 1 John 4. It says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love, it casts out all fear. I think about, uh, I, I don't know how many, how many weddings I've officiated, and, and, and in practically every single one of them, everybody wants the love chapter. I mean, what good is a, a wedding with love if you don't throw in the love chapter? 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And I used to always think, yeah, God, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. This is, this is talking about my love for you. Wait a second. Have I always been kind, patient, not self-seeking? Oh, God, help me there. Not envious, not proud, not rude. 1 Corinthians 13, it's, it's, not, it's not the love necessarily between a man and a woman. It's not even the love that I would try and give to God. It's, it's God telling us what his love is for us. Yes, the very same love that, that we too then are supposed to reciprocate, but, but this is God's love. This is who he is, love. God is patient. God is kind. Doesn't envy. He doesn't boast. He's not proud. It, he doesn't dishonor others. He's not self-seeking. He's not easily angered, and he keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He, he always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. 1 Corinthians 13 is describing God's love. A description of the, of the infinite height, the, the unlimited width, the, the cosmic lengths, the, 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 the insurmountable depths of God's love. God's love never fails. God's love is faithful. God's love is constant. God's love is, it's, it's today. God's love is now. Just as much as I've talked to you guys, that, 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 man, you don't have to worry about your past and what it brought to you to, to this day. So the same, God's not going to hold your future against you. You don't have to worry about him holding something against you, bringing it back into your past. You are, by very definition, free to enjoy God today, in this moment, despite, regardless of the storms, the circumstances you see yourself in, what tomorrow may or may not hold or, or what yesterday went wrong. You're free to just enjoy him, acknowledge him today. As I, as I close this morning, I'm going to have the band come back up here, guys. But uh, Coming back to that passage, there's no fear in love. Perfect love, it, it casts out all fear. This idea of perfect love, perfected, it's greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down a life for his friend. It's already been perfected. Perfect love, it, it exists. It's already been perfected. It's already been finished. It's, it's already accomplished. This is a love that exists. God perfected it. He finished it. 
his great act of love for all of humanity. And now, now, we just get to be caught up, preoccupied with what he's doing. And if we get caught up, if we get preoccupied with, with, with what he's already done in our lives, man, it, it, completely, and it, 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 it completely eradicates all fear. If I can grasp the understanding of God's love, the power of love, then I don't have to fear. Well, yeah, Corey, but, but you don't know. I mean, this is coming up, or this may happen, or what about, or if I, and no. God's got it. God's got it. As God followers, we've been given the license to never fear again. Fear has been removed, fear of, fear of the future, fear of repeating our past even. John 8, 36 says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, is free today. In this moment, completely, you are completely and utterly free, and yet so many times we, we live our lives under the weight of fear, worry. You've been set free to anticipate good. Will challenging time come? Yeah. In this world, you will have trouble. But, but take heart. Do not fear. This world has a way of feeling crazy, feeling messed up, feeling mixed up. Like, like will this ever turn around? Will things get better one day? But that doesn't need to be our fear. We've been set free by the love of God and in perfect love, we know it casts out all fear. And part of fear is, is just the, the expectation of bad things tomorrow. But we can rest easy in the love of God. In his sovereignty and in, in who he is, as Lord of our lives, he's, he's in control. And, and so much more than just being in control, he's, he's present. He loves me today. In those moments when you're weeping and you're hurting and you're down and the world just feels like it's, it's weighing on you, he's not that irritant that says, come on, it's going to be better, you'll be fine, come on, shake it off. <laughs> no, he's the God who will sit down with you, put his arm around you, knowing that he's going to change everything, that because of this moment that, that you're going to be so much better, it, it, he lays all that aside, he just puts his arm around you and he says, I love you. He'll rejoice with you when you rejoice. He'll weep with you when you weep. He's a God of now. He's a God of this very moment, not, not some God that I'm going to see in the future, not some God that, that eventually I'm going to have a golden ticket to get there. No, 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 no. He's alive and well here and now. He, his joy is for you here and now. His love for you is here and now. It's, it's not some expectancy. It's, it's hope for today. Matthew 11, Jesus said this. He says, come to me. Come, come to me. My yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll show you. If you'll come to me, I'll, I'll show you how to truly rest. Some of you have been fighting peace in your own lives because you're sitting there holding on to fear about what will happen tomorrow. You want to find rest. You want to find peace. Man, I'm telling you now, it's, it's only resting in the now in him. 
acknowledging who he is right here at this very moment and those circumstances may appear otherwise I can still trust in him I can still stand upon the rock that doesn't move even though the waves bash me around and they crash and they hurt I can stand on the rock and I can say God I know you've got this that's his love God is with you God is for you God loves you I don't, I, don't, I don't know what each and every individual in this room is going through. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've sat down with people this week that were going through situations, struggles, hardships that I, I on the surface, I had no clue what happened. I, I didn't see it. Maybe a rumor here or something there, but, but you know, I mean, guys, I know there's people that are struggling with things that, Sometimes you don't even let the very people around you know. But today, guys, I, I truly believe, I sense that the Spirit of God is trying to nudge you to maybe, maybe today just relax a little bit. <laughs> is that okay? Is it okay if, if God were to Look down and say, hey, relax. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I pray this morning that you would lean into his love, that, that you would let yourself live in him today. He'll weep with you today. He'll laugh with you today. He's with you today. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here, God, right now, because I need it. He knows what you're going through. I pray you lean into him, man. Guys, I, I pray that you talk to him, that you open up to him. He loves you so much, and I, I pray, I pray, I pray that each and every one of you experiences that freedom, that rest today in the present love of God. Would y'all stand with me as I close in prayer, guys? If you bow your eye, bow your head, shut your eyes, guys, I, I want to pray with you. For those that are tuning in online, guys, you as well. I mean, just close your eyes and let's worship God at this moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that your love is never wasted. I thank you that your love is always faithful. It's always present, Lord God. It's true. Your love is always here and now, Lord, and I lean into it. In this moment, Lord God, even in these circumstances, even in, even in my hurt, Lord Jesus, I lean into your love. And I say I trust you. Not only with my past, God, but also with my future. I thank you for rest, for peace, for ease, Lord Jesus. In this extraordinary love that's yours that you have for us. I thank you, God. And I pray across this room that people would experience your presence, your current love. As I continue to pray, guys, again, please, every head bowed, every eye closed. As you reflect on, 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 on the words that I feel were from the Spirit this morning, Lord, guys, I, I believe that there's many here that are hurting 
It may be the pain of something that someone did to you in the past that, that just won't go away. It could be the, the heaviness even perhaps of, of something that you've done yourself and you carry that with you. It may be the fear of what's coming up, what tomorrow may or may not hold and there's a weight on you right now. And, and at this very moment, at this very second, you simply just need to experience the now love of God. If that's you here this morning, and, and you do, you, you want to lift this burden, you want to just experience his arm around you as, as you weep, as you hurt even. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just raise your hand, I want to pray specifically for you. Awesome. 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 Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I come before you and I thank you so much, Lord, that, that, that just as you wept in that moment, God, that, you, that I know you feel for us even here and now. Joyful with those who are rejoicing, Lord God, but mourning with those who weep. And even though that you know, you know that you're working in all things to bring about good within our lives, God, that you still take the time to love us here and now, even in our hurts, in our lack of understanding. You care for us, God, even, even with the intimate details of our lives. God, I pray at this moment that no matter what burden somebody is carrying, the weight, the guilt, the fear, Lord Jesus, that, that your spirit would personalize your love in this moment. That we would all recognize your presence, God. That your spirit would wash across us, Lord Jesus, washing us white as snow, pure as snow. That we would truly embrace a, a peace, a rest, a supernatural rest, Lord God, that goes beyond even our human ability to understand. Help us to experience, God, your unconditional love, your agape, Lord Jesus, in a way that touches our hearts and, and transforms and heals our souls. And then, God, across this room, I pray as well that, that we too would then show that we would be the shining lamp, the light, Lord God, that shows the power of that love to a world that's hurting. Father, that we're open to what you want to say to us, what you want to do to us, what you want to show us through your love. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would hold on to it, lean into it, and then show that same very love to others around us, not, not holding their past against them or their future against them, Lord Jesus, but showing them that there's a God that forgives them, that, that even though we hurt in the moment because of the situation, Lord Jesus, we, we can take that situation and we can hand it off to you. Father, I thank you for your never-ending love, your faithful love. It's in the name of your Son, I pray. Amen. 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 Guys, man, y'all have a very, very blessed week, guys. We look forward to seeing you this Wednesday, Worship Wednesday coming up. We look forward to seeing you guys there. God bless you.